welcome once again to the Mike Janella Show. I'm your host, Mike, obviously. This is my 59th podcast episode. Hopefully, won't be my last. Uh, guys, as you know, this is the, the new age of the show uh, when I'm freelancing aka unemployed. I like to get you one of these one a week, but now that I have uh, lots of work and stuff going on, we try and sneak one in whenever we can. So it's been a while, but this week, it's one of my favorite weekends of the year, WWE SummerSlam. It's one of the highlights of the summer coming up, so I knew I had to do something. And for that, I brought on our guest this week. He is the site expert for the Daily DDT, which covers professional wrestling for the fan-sided network. I'm sure you've seen their stuff all over the place through SI or on their own. But he's here to talk to me about what it's like to cover pro wrestling and do a little SummerSlam preview. Rob Wokenbrod, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on, Mike? Ready to talk some SummerSlam. It's a huge weekend. Oh, I am pumped. Uh, let's get right into it. I think, actually, you know what? I think we're going to do the SummerSlam preview in a little bit, but first I want to talk to you about what it's like covering wrestling as a job, how you got into it, all that stuff. That sound good to you? Sounds good to me. Beautiful. Um, although, and I'm a little bit rusty because like I said, I, I only do these every couple weeks now instead of weekly. I do start every show the same way, so I, we got to go to this first. I ask everybody, and Rob, you're no exception, what's the best thing to happen to you in the past week? Wow, the best thing to happen to me in the past week. Could be work, could be personal, could be anything. Hmm. Um, well, that, that's, 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 actually, that's actually a good question. I would say, um, I would say just, um, like, I don't know, just every, everything pretty much. Just you've, had like, that, you've had that much good stuff happen to you, huh? You're living a good life. Yeah, I'm I'm living okay right now. Like 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 everything's going good. Like I like I'm enjoying like like the summer. Uh, I'm getting paid to do a couple of different jobs right now, and I'm kind of just relaxing. I, I mean, I love the summer. And I think, and it's closing down right now. It's we're nearing the end of August, and just in general, yeah, I think that's just the best thing. Yeah, it's cool. I love it, man. We'll keep enjoying summer. Uh, obviously, SummerSlam is a big part of that, and we'll get to that in a sec. But first, yeah, you cover you cover WWE. You help cover pro wrestling as you you sort of run this site, the DailyDDT.com. Of all things you can cover uh, on, on the internet and in media, growing up or going to school, how did you get into professional wrestling? It actually started as, um, well, are you saying wrestling in general or the wrestling writing? Uh, wrestling writing. Wrestling writing. It actually started as an accident almost. Um, back in July of 2014, I, w- I had just started on fan side the- a month before as a basketball writer. And I had always wanted to write about wrestling a little bit. So one day I sent in an application to be a staff writer on Daily DDT. I had no intention of running the website because um, I, was- I was a sports management major at the time and I had – and I was just looking just to write on the side just for fun. And and I put down the amount of articles I could write per month. I put down, I believe it was 20 or 25. So after I sent that in, I get a message back about two days later. They're like, um, yeah, we love your application, but um, we're actually looking for someone to run the website or, or to run it with someone else at the time. And they said, do you want to run it? And I'm like, sure, okay. So... <laughs> Yeah, it literally started as an accident. And then, yeah, I started on July, I think it was like 20th or 21st back in 2014. And I've been doing it ever since. 
Ah, that's awesome. So now explain how fan-sided works because I was writing for you guys for a little bit, and that's how you and I know each other. But, I mean, you have this, this giant army, basically, of contributors, nation, and maybe even worldwide. Explain to us because if you go to DailyDDT.com, you're going to see just so much content. So explain the, the system and basically the kind of ship that you're running because people may think, oh, he's running a website. He's just keeping like a personal blog. But it's a lot more intense than that for you, I imagine. Oh, yeah, yeah, because, I mean, right now, I believe we're at 33 contributors. I Jeez. think that's the most it's ever been. Yeah, I mean, the applications, they, they fly in every day. And, I, and I mean, I, ha- I had to find a way about a year ago to better organize everyone. So Because whether it's, like, ever, like, there's people who are worldwide and, like, you have people sending, like, emails. They were loading up my inbox every day. So what I did was I actually brought everyone into a Facebook group to better bring everything together and it just helped organize everything and it helped me um, getting, it helped me get ideas better from people, what they want to do, um, communication to help them with editing articles and whatnot um, and it just helped ru- make it a tighter ship and it just helped things flow better. You have people who want to, there's some people who I talk to every day who want to write something there's people who i talk to maybe once a week or once every other week it's pretty much however much they want to contribute and i'm just here to help them push out their content whenever and is there any kind of strategy because when you go you can see all right hey there's one article here's three reasons why roman reigns should win this weekend here's three reasons why he shouldn't uh there are lists there are opinion pieces there are recaps do you have a defined strategy of how you choose to cover WWE on your site? Or is it, hey, guys, whatever you want to write, we're going to find a spot for it? What I do is um, that the contributors have liked for the past, uh, I guess, year or so is doing a pay-per-view specific like content strategy. That's why you'll see, like three, like you were saying, three reasons why, why Roman Reigns should win or three reasons why Braun Strowman should win. It's articles that people that – they do enjoy writing about, but it's also the ones that people will read because people I've found they love those those little uh, like slideshow articles where you can see like oh this is oh this is why Roman Reigns could win okay I could get behind that or this is why he should win oh I disagree with that and it creates a little bit of debate creates a little bit of yeah a little little bit of an interactive opinion piece I guess and I think I so I've seen the writers like to do they like to give their opinion as much as possible. That's the internet, right? You want lists, you want bite-sized <laughs> chunks, and you want debate and controversy. That's how things get done on this uh, on this thing. <laughs> oh yeah, they love it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you how do you stand out? Because wrestling, it's the coverage of it has blown up uh, the last couple of years. I mean, you have ESPN has their own page for WWE now. Rolling Stone, like Sports Illustrated. I mean, all the podcasts, all the articles online, the dirt sheets still. So how do you guys, what's your strategy to try and stand out in such a saturated market? Yeah, it's tough because like like about, um, I, I think it's been like a year and a half or so that ESPN's been covering uh, wrestling and then it just and then just went into all the other mainstream sites did so too. So it's a, so it's a little, it's easy to get lost in the shuffle. But you just have to find a way to stand out with, uh, with art. With I mean, like you were saying before, how much content we produce. Like sometimes you have to produce a little more content to get yourself out there a little more. That way, 
you can rival against you can well it's hard to rival against an ESPN or anything but just at least get your name out there more um and and yet like like we, we I try to make ourselves unique in any way possible with like our pay-per-view coverage and whatnot so it can be tough but I think we're doing okay now tell me, because part of, I think, your strategy, as you said, is just volume, right? And volume, yeah. not, not in a bad way. You're not just putting out crap just to say, hey, we published something. But because you have so many contributors, you can have so many different angles to things. So what's, what's your day or your week like? Say, say it's a pay-per-view week. So say it's this week. I mean, it's jam-packed, right? You have NXT, you have SummerSlam, you have the two shows right after what time do you wake up? When are people sending you stuff? How much time of your week do you spend editing things, reading things, watching the products, uh, reporting, writing your own stuff, uh, deciding who writes what? Like, take me through a standard week in, in your life as the, the man running this site. Well, I'll, I'll give an example of like a pay-per-view week like this week. It's, it's hectic. It's, it gets, it's not as hectic as WrestleMania where I'm up for so many hours of the day. But like well, that's this just... Week, uh, in its yeah. own class at this point. Oh yeah, yeah. But like su- SummerSlam, um, it it it's it's it can be very busy. It starts off with Monday with Raw. Um, like I usually try to make Monday like a, a big day for content, so I'm usually up that Sunday night, um, just editing things. I'll write up a few things myself to get up the next day, just because Monday's always been a great day for traffic. Um, and then you have, of course, like there's opinion articles usually go up in the morning and then maybe a news article here and there later in the day. And then Monday nights for raw usually involve me sitting in front of the TV, my laptop for three, maybe three and a half hours. Um, that, can I interrupt you? That has to be yeah. the hardest part of your job is sitting through a three hour raw live every week. Cause those things can drag on dude. Oh yeah, you have yeah. You have to think about there's that. There's a two hour SmackDown. There's a one hour NXT, and then in a weekend like this, it's a six hour SummerSlam show. So spent a I I will be spending a lot of time on the TV this weekend, no doubt about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, why why do we do this again? There's so much other stuff we can do with our life, but we love it. We love it. Um, all right, so yeah. yeah, sorry. So back to your Monday. So you sit down, you're watching Raw, and then tell me how the rest of the week goes. Yeah, it, it's pretty much a similar thing on Tuesday with SmackDown. Um, not not as uh, stressful because there's just so many things that go on with Raw. But uh, yeah, SmackDown's pretty much a similar day. Yeah, for uh, than Raw with Monday, and then it gets a little lighter as the week goes on. Um, Wednesday, it, there's not as much with NXT because it's more of a niche fan base, and all we really do is just produce like a, a show review. We'll have maybe some Fallout stuff from Raw and SmackDown. Um, the same will go for Thursday um, with a little bit of impact wrestling. Um, and then, but on every single night though, I'm, I'm up until maybe midnight to uh, edit articles. Yeah. Just getting things ready for the next day. Sometimes it can take me from maybe like, like until 1am in the morning or so. And yeah, it's pretty much like a rotating thing or, or a daily thing I've been doing for almost three years now. Yeah. It's become a habit. And then just like the wrestlers themselves, uh, there is no off-season. There's no off-weeks, no bye-weeks. It's just that the machine keeps cranking. Yeah, WWE has no interest in, in off-season, so that means I can't take an off-season. No, it's, it's insane. <laughs> That's what people don't get about this sport or people who aren't into it is that it just it never, ever stops. 
Uh, so let me ask you about this because this is something that I found not just in wrestling but a lot of other things. When I have to cover it uh, for a living sort of journalistically, sometimes it, it can be a detriment to me to me enjoying the product a- as a fan. Do you find that doing this work lessens your enjoyment of, of wrestling at all? Because I'm sure you've been a fan since, since you were a kid. So are, are, you having, do you, are there ever any moments where you don't have fun doing this? Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, actually, often because I, I have. I mean, I have my own opinions on the on the WWE product right now. And like over the past couple of months, a big complaint was that they were quote unquote mailing it in since WrestleMania, which there was even I think rumors flew around about that. And you could just tell with the stuff that they were putting out there for like for even for pay per views through May, June, July, it. It didn't really catch my interest. It felt like sometimes like it was just a drag, and it made it made me bored sitting in front of the TV sometimes, watching a three-hour Raw where nothing happens, a two-hour SmackDown where nothing really happens, and you get a pay-per-view like I think it was like Battleground in July that was just it was I mean people may have their own opinions on it, but I thought it was I thought it was a bad pay-per-view, and if if you didn't want to watch WWE after that, I wouldn't blame you. Yeah, it was one of those. I was uh, – where was I that night? I was doing something, and I couldn't watch it live. And then the, the week just kept going, and I just skipped it. And everyone online was saying how bad it was. And I was like, yeah, I don't feel like I'm missing anything. So they're de- they've definitely been in a lull. So I, I've – but that's the thing. Like, I can take that week off. I don't have to watch that pay-per-view if I don't want. You have to, and you have to actually write stuff or organize coverage about it. So that's got to be a drag sometimes, I can imagine. Jeez. Yeah, it it, de- it definitely can be. Yeah, with every pay per view, I mean, no matter what my interest in it, is in it, I have to I have to be sitting down that Sunday night, whether it's every two weeks, every three weeks, every, once a month, to watch that pay per view and yeah, just enjoy or sit back and lose interest. <laughs> just thinking about you all the time, you're committing to even just watching because you have to watch literally everything. How does this affect your social life? Like, can you have a dating life? Uh, do you see family or friends a lot, or, or are you just betrothed to wwe well what i've done is um like even though it can be stressful and and whatnot i have found a way to uh yeah just incorporate other things i've i've done it yeah for the past couple of years now just to make sure i'm not always singing from the computer um and writing about different things too because because i also write about basketball too so it takes me away from wrestling and i'll go out and do and just like go out and maybe like read a book or go out and um, and get a drink somewhere or whatnot, just to take take my mind off the wrestling stuff, take my mind off of the of what these thirty three contributors could say to me within the next five minutes or so, whether it's a question or whatnot, just to give myself a little bit of a break. So yeah, I need to do that sometimes. Yeah, I can only imagine. Uh, once we're done with this conversation, you're probably going to go back to an inbox or a Facebook group with just fifty messages and, and articles to review. So thanks for oh, taking a break from me. Um, all right, Rob, let's, uh, let's move over uh, to the SummerSlam card for this weekend. Uh, let's do a little bit of a preview. Uh, it's, for me, it's a mixed card. There are some matches that I'm really pumped for. There are some that I really couldn't care less about. But let's go right to the top. What's the, what's the match on this card that you are most excited for? Well... I mean, I can easily say the main event because the main event is by far of uh, Braun Strowman, uh, Lesnar, Reigns, and Samoa Joe. That's by far, I think, the most interesting. But the one I'm 
really looking forward to is the Raw Tag Team Championship match with Cesaro and Sheamus versus Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. Just because it's by far, um, to me, the best story that's been told on WWE program for the past, I would say, maybe month or six weeks or so. Yeah, I give him credit for that. It's been uh, it's been nuanced. It's been a slow build, and uh, when they when they first started off, I was a little bit skeptical. I was like, ah, she's sort of Shield reunion. Uh, I don't think mm-hmm. I'm into this, but they've they've got me hooked. So I, I think that's interesting as well. But I mean, for me, it, it's it's the main event. I, it's like you said, it's the most interesting. It's the most captivating. It's got all the all the the man meat, all the hosses in there. And uh, I'm very intrigued for that one, so it's going to be fun. Uh, will Will this card finish in under four hours? The main show. Oh man! Oh no way! Yeah, <laughs> for sure going over. Oh no doubt about it. If they went, yeah, they went over. Yeah, yeah, I think they went over last year for SummerSlam. I mean, I mean, WrestleMania was like seven hours. Yeah, I, I think especially with a 13 match card. Yeah, I, I, they're definitely going to go over. It's going to go from probably 5 p.m. Eastern to I'm gonna guess close to midnight. That's uh, my well, guess. My quite, so I was thinking just main card. So starting at seven. So not the oh, pre-show. Card, so okay. will they if they start at seven? Well, so you're you're still saying they're taking the over. You're thinking till midnight. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm taking the over. Yeah, I can see the main card. Yeah, going from yeah seven o'clock to yeah midnight. Oh. Definitely. I gotta watch yeah. Game of Thrones that night too. How am I gonna stay up this late? I gotta work the next day. <laughs> Vince McMahon, yeah. what are you doing to me? <laughs> um, let's talk about the main event, and we'll go through the card in a bit more specifics here in a bit. But as you mentioned, it's Brock Lesnar, your Universal Champ. It's uh, my number one guy in the company, Roman Reigns. I'm I'm the one like adult male mark for him. Uh, it's Braun Strowman. It's Samoa Joe for the Universal Title. Lesnar's gone if he loses. There's that implication in there as well. How do you see this one playing out? Um. Yeah, I'm, it's it's gonna be oh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I I mean, I think if they give, I think I think they're gonna give him enough time, but it can easily be possibly the match of the year. I think with Lesnar when he shows up for these big matches, he's always a lot of fun. Um, Reigns, despite um, what people still say about him and they boo him, I he's still a lot of fun to watch in the ring. And then of course you have Samoa Joe. He's been around forever. And uh, Braun Strowman, he's still relatively new, but he's he's a lot of fun to watch. So I could see all four of these guys just coming together for an awesome match. Could go 20, 25 minutes. And I could just see the Barclays Center going nuts, everyone going nuts on online. And just something where you see Lesnar is going to kick the crap out of everyone. Um, Reigns is going to kick crap out of everyone. And Samoa Joe and Strowman are going to go at it. It's going to be uh, something that I, I think it's going to only have few things rival it for the rest of the year. I, it's funny. You mentioned you know, Lesnar showing up for these events, and sometimes yeah. he does check out, like his Dean Ambrose match uh, a couple years ago. Sometimes he's really into it, like Roman Reigns at WrestleMania or Samoa Joe, Great Balls of Fire. And I, what, what's good for him in these multi-man matches is I can see it now. This happened when he did that triple threat with – uh, Cena and Rollins at Royal Rumble a couple years ago where you know he'll come in, he'll probably kick ass at the beginning, and then he'll get put through a table and just be able to rest for 10 minutes while the other guys do their stuff, get their work in. And then he'll come back, you know, house of fire, and be able to, to, to make his impact. Make, uh, bo- book it for me. How, how do you see the match uh, playing out? You know, what, what's the finish? Who's the last man standing? Um, well, I think it's going to come down to... Um, Reigns and Strowman, I think they're going to end up 
battling well at first battling out and i think they're going to find a way to take each other out whether it's going through a table whether it's um doing something like up by the stage with like uh, like uh, for the past couple months with their feud like they've been battling it out um throwing throwing each other around like hit, hit, throwing each other into ambulances i mean rain's almost killed Strowman with an ambulance <laughs> <laughs> i've been loving this feud by the way just a side note and i'm a huge oh. rain's mark this has been an amazing rivalry i, I love every single week of it Oh, it's been tremendous. I've I've loved it too. It's just you don't know what's going to happen, and even if it looks silly, it's it's I still find it wildly entertaining. But um, but yeah, well, I think it comes down to it's going to come down to Lesnar and Joe in the ring, and I think they're going to have a good battle for a couple minutes, maybe just to play off of um the ending of maybe the of uh, Great Balls of Fire, and I think just like that show, it's going to result in Lesnar hitting potentially two f5s on joe to take him out and yeah just to make joe look i guess strong keep him strong to to make it look like he needs a lot to take him out and lesnar's gonna hit two f5s he's gonna retain the universal championship and you're gonna see him next month at raw's no mercy pay-per-view wow so you are you're booking lesnar and you're keeping him around yeah i don't i mean i think the ufc stuff that they're kind of they were kind of playing into it with him. Um, it's all real, and I could definitely see him taking another fight with them within the next couple months or so. But I I can't see them letting Lesnar go before WrestleMania 34. No way. See, I see it as he loses now. He does his little sabbatical, and then he comes back like around Royal Rumble season. He'll be you know entry number 30 or something to set him up for a WrestleMania match. That's how I see it playing out. I don't know who's going to win. Uh, but I think Lesnar definitely is going to lose. That's that, I'm on the record for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I first thought Lesnar was going to lose too, um, but just but just thinking about it, like I remember oh, my mo- my thing mostly is with like well I remember I remember when his his contract was up yeah a couple of years ago and I remember he's I, they signed him for a couple of, for I think three years and maybe they they do end up letting him go for the, to for a sabbatical before he comes back for um for uh royal rumble season but i don't know i i just think his value could still be used for the fall season when it's kind of when it's kind of like battling monday night football and ratings are going to probably be lower than ever yeah um i think he could still be useful for it but uh yeah it's definitely gonna be interesting to see we'll have to see all right so you've got lesnar keeping the belt keeping the strap what is your Maybe that is it. Uh, maybe it's not. What's your, your boldest prediction for Sunday? What's the biggest swerve we're going to see? Biggest swerve? Um, well, getting back to the Raw Tag title match, I think – well, it's not, this, is, this part isn't a swerve. I think Cesaro and Sheamus are going to retain. But I, end, I do think it's going to be due to miscommunication between Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. And I think Ambrose will turn on Rollins. Um, oh, after the match ends, yes, and we get um, the next part of their feud that uh, from a couple of years ago in present day, yeah, for the rest of the fall. Yep. Interesting. I like it because the consensus online seems to be that they are going to take the titles and do a little mini Shield run. But I like that heel Ambrose and then him and Seth uh, on a dance card through the fall. I dig it, Rob. That is, that is very bold. 
Um, all right, let's run through the rest of the card quickly because uh, we still have a couple questions I want to get to you before uh, we get you out of here. Uh, so just give me, give me your winners, and let's start. We're going off Wikipedia here, so that's the order that these matches are coming in. Wikipedia says these three are on the pre-show. Uh, Tazawa versus Neville for the cruiserweight. Who takes the purple belt? Um, I actually think Neville's going to win it back. I think it's going to be a situation similar like what they did with AJ Styles um, where, and Kevin Owens. They just flipped the tile back and forth, really no reason. So I think, ne- I think it's going to be the same here. Neville was great with the title, and I think they're going to throw it back on him. The king of the cruiserweights. Uh, next match. Uh, I really don't care about this one, but uh, Hardy Boys and Jason Jordan versus the Miz Tourage. Yeah, it's. It, th- I think this is an easy Hardys and Jason yeah. Jordan pop the yeah. crowd, get get the faces yeah. over. I agree. Uh, uh, SmackDown tag titles: New Day versus the Usos. I'm interested in this one, and I'm I'm uh, upset that it's on the pre-show if Wikipedia is to be believed. But who's winning that one? Uh, I think New Day retains here. Um, I can't see their title run ending within a month. Uh, they, I mean, they had they've had great matches and they've had a great feud, uh, New Day and the Usos. But I think New Day will get the opportunity to go into the fall as champions. We've already talked about the Raw tag titles. You think Cesaro and Sheamus retain with uh, Dean turning on Seth eventually, thanks to some miscommunications in that match. So let's move up the card in the singles action. Uh, the franchise is John Cena versus the now briefcaseless Baron Corbin. How do you see this one playing out? Oh man, it, I th- I think this could have been different if Corbin still had the briefcase because of everything that happened on Tuesday night. Um, but either way, I do think it's gonna be a Cena win just because yeah, because I mean it, John Cena he's gonna I think in WWE's eyes he can need the win after Nakamura defeated him um, a couple weeks ago. So I could see them giving Cena his win and then Cena will go off to do whatever. And I think they're gonna treat it as nothing happened to Corbin. It's int- I mean, with Cena, he's such an X factor, right? Um, maybe he goes to Raw. There's some rumblings. Maybe he stays on SmackDown. Maybe he does both. Who knows? And without the briefcase, yeah, this is it's up in the air. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see it. And he does not get pinned clean often, like you said. Nakamura, I think, was like the 14th time only he's been pinned clean in his whole career, which is insane. So good luck, John. Uh, <laughs> Battle of the Demons. It's Finn versus Bray. I don't know how I feel about this match. I'm kind of interested. I'm kind of not. But who takes it? I had interest until they actually did the match on Monday Night Raw, and it took away, I, I think, any allure um, for Sunday. I mean, it's going to be fun. Um, I didn't like that they um, pre-advertised the demon. Me too. I that, that was so bad. Like, just have him show up on Sunday. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't understand that. They never did that in NXT. They didn't do it last year. I don't, I don't get that. But oh, I I think you're giving be- it away. You're giving away the the mystique and the surprise. He teased it, which was great in that backstage interview. But then just let us sit on it for a week. Oh, terrible. Yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent. It was, I thought it was ridiculous. But I think because they're bringing out the demon, I think Balor is going to win. And just because Wyatt won Monday, I think. It's just the 50-50 book, and he's going to trade back the one. Yeah, the demon, the demon cannot lose this early in his main event run. Uh, big Show versus Big Cass. Enzo Amore in a shark cage above the tank. Uh, this, this match is interesting, I guess, to me, but I see a pretty clear Big Cass win, no? Yeah, I think a, a Big Cass win here. And a lot of speculation I've seen has been like, oh, well, is Enzo going to turn heel and join back with Cass. I can't see it happening. Just because after all the, those heat rumors around Enzo that were pretty much confirmed to be true on WWE programming, um, I just think he's just up there just for a few people backstage to get a laugh, to be honest. Yeah. And I, th- I think it's just going to be Cass getting the win and then Enzo goes off and does whatever. 
Yep, same. Uh, Randy Orton versus Rusev. Uh, the winner here is my bathroom break because that's what I'm going to take it. Uh, I really don't care about this match at all. Uh, you just give me a winner. Yeah, it's going to be Orton here. He's going to get back his win from his, from the Mahal feud. There no doubt go. about it. An RKO for the Brooklyn crowd. Send him home happy. Now we're talking, though, AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens in the U.S. title match. Shane O'Mac is your special guest referee. This one I'm excited for. What do we got? Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I mean, yeah, I mean, they've faced off a couple of times already. But uh, but I think with Shane, with, yeah, Shane McMahon, he adds that little interesting element as a, as a special referee. I mean, you're pretty much guaranteed to get some type of shenanigans happen, whether it's – I don't know what could happen, but um, I do end up – I do think it's going to be Styles retaining. I don't think Shane's going to turn heel in some type of surprise twist. Um, he's just going to keep the match clean. He might do something where he gets knocked out accidentally. But, yeah, Styles wins, um, and then him and Owens move on different directions for the fall. Yeah, and it's like pizza, man. I can eat it four days a week, and I still want it for the fifth. So I don't care that Styles and Owens have already fought. A lot of people are complaining about that online. Give it to me again. I, I want as much of it as I can get. Um, Jinder versus Shinsuke. SmackDown or WWE Championship, I should say. Who's got that one? I'm a little worried about this one, especially if they give it a lot of time because I love Nakamura, but Mahal um, has done nothing to interest me in the ring. I mean, I, I like it, what they've done with his character here and there, but the in-ring stuff, he, he hasn't been enough to create interest for anywhere cl- close to a main event of a pay-per-view. Um, so I think the matches might underwhelm people just because – because also Nakamura's involved, but I do think Mahal ends up retaining. Um, might not be clean, and it sets up another match for September, just because WWE is running a tour in India, and I think they're just going to want to squeak by with Mahal as champion just to get that tour of India done, and then Nakamura ends up eventually defeating him for the title at a future pay-per-view. Uh, that's what's best for business. Uh, yeah, I see the Singh brothers somehow involved, some some shenanigans there, as we've said, uh, costing Nakamura. But this one, uh, yeah, because of Mahal, I don't think it's going over 10 minutes either. This will be a quick one, I think, for a, for a title match, which is going to be a little frustrating, but uh, you got to work with what you got. Uh, the ladies got a couple title matches. Alexa Bliss versus Sasha Banks on the Raw side. Yeah, um, it, uh, yeah. Of course, at first it was supposed to be Bailey and Bliss. Um, I, I was, I wasn't really looking forward to that just because of what happened with Bailey, but like with her character for the past couple months. But with this, I'm, I'm looking forward to Banks and Bliss. I think, I think they had a fun match at Great Balls of Fire. Um, I, it's, I mean, Sunday's just gonna be kind of like a thrown together thing. But um, I do think Bliss walks out um, as champion still. I don't think they're gonna put the title on Banks. I don't think they want to. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be a good match. Um, maybe they'll, they'll have another match at another pay-per-view just cause the raw women's division's a little, little bit of a mess right now. But, uh, yeah, I, th- I think bliss wins and it could be something decent. And they've got real life heat, which is always fun to see play out in the ring. Uh, switching sides, Naomi versus Natalia. I think pretty sure Naomi's going to win. Just a matter of if we get a cash in from Carmella or not. Do you agree? That's how it's going to go. Yeah, I think Naomi does win. I don't see Natalia hanging around the title scene for long. Um, 
But yeah, I don't think I don't think we get a cash in either. I think just because they used um, Corbin's so soon, I think they're going to sit on Carmel's for a couple months and let Naomi face like Becky Lynch for a title at a, a, a pay per view, and then maybe Charlotte Flair before actually using the cash in just to get those those fresh matchups in at first. But yeah, Naomi wins. So e- even though it's in the Carmel's backyard, the Staten Island Princess who really grew up in Massachusetts, but, but regardless, <laughs> you're, you don't think they're going to use that for the cheap pop in Brooklyn? No, I, I don't. I don't think so. I think, yeah, I think they're going to save it for a couple months, definitely. All right, and in the main event we already discussed, you've got Brock Lesnar keeping the Universal Title. All right, well that's SummerSlam, Rob. So uh, we're through it, um, but we do still have one last segment that I want to burn through with quickly uh, with you. Actually, we've got two. I offer people all the time the chance to turn the tables on me and ask me any one question. You don't have to do it, but if you want. Uh, feel free to uh, fire away and ask me anything that you'd like. Hmm. Okay. Uh, well, since, since yeah, we've been talking a lot about wrestling, how did you start um, watching wrestling? Uh, kid, man, Hulkamania. Uh, like anybody born in the 80s, I was born in 85. So when he was uh, running wild, I don't remember WrestleMania 3. I was too young for that. But when he was like 1990, 91, uh, sort of toward the, the tail end of his run there, I just loved it. It was it was superheroes. It was him, Ultimate Warrior, Macho Man, and just these guys looked like comic book characters. So I, I got into it, um, and then uh, funnily enough, I stopped watching as the Attitude Era began. That's when most people got into it. But my parents wouldn't let me watch. It was too too much sex and violence and all that stuff. So I got out of it. I missed Austin. I missed The Rock and the Monday Night Wars and all that stuff. And then I just got back into it a couple of years ago. Uh, Buddy and I went to a pay per view. Like basically for, for a laugh, um, in 2014, I think it was Extreme Rules, right after Daniel Bryan had won uh, in New Orleans. And I was like, wait a minute, this is actually kind of cool. And the Shield broke up like a month later, and that got a bunch of headlines, and that got me back into it. And ever since then, I've been watching it again. So, uh, yeah, started as a kid, took a long break, and now I'm back. That's, that's awesome. That's, that's actually pretty much the identical thing that happened to me a couple of years no back. Shit. Yeah, yeah, because I... I started um, getting into wrestling, I think, yeah, around 2003 or so. I was maybe nine years old. I watched a couple of years, like, in the, I think it was, they called the Ruthless, Ruthless Aggression Age, when it was yep. just, when it was like, you had the late stages of The Rock, you had uh, Shawn Michaels' return, Triple H when he was a heel, and I watched for a couple of years until um, my mom caught wind of wrestling one day. She's like, what are you watching? You're not watching this anymore. <laughs> so I, for, for the next 10 years, I was out of wrestling. I didn't watch a single minute of it, of it until I think it was September 2013. I turned on the TV one day and I'm like, "Oh, hey, there's John Cena." <laughs> and, I remember and that I, guy. Yeah, and I ended up watching it. And then next thing I know, I I start watching again every week, and here I am four years later. <laughs> yeah, dedicating eight hours of your week to to live programming. Um, oh, yeah. All right, Rob, the fun five. It's how we end every show. It's five quick, fun questions designed for you and you alone. Uh, you don't even have to give me uh, reasons for your answers. You can just fire through these. Number one, not the greatest wrestler of all time. Who is your favorite wrestler of all time, your personal favorite? Um, Gotta be Stone Cold. Definitely Stone Cold. Can't go wrong with, uh, with the, the, the broken skull badass, the Texas rattlesnake. Good choice. <laughs> but number two now, who is the greatest wrestler of all time? If you were to pick one and your all-time power rankings for, for what they mean objectively, who would it be? Ooh. Um, for, I, didn't, uh, I only grew up with his, 
with the latter part of his career, but I've always loved what uh, Shawn Michaels did. I, I think he's an awesome wrestler. I always love uh, watching back his old matches. I think he's ter- uh, terrific, yeah. Heartbreak hit. Can't go wrong. Number three, if you could be a tag team with any current WWE superstar, who would you team up with? Ooh. Um, I'd, have to, I'd probably have to say um, AJ Styles. Yeah, I, I love what AJ Styles can do in the ring. He's so much fun to watch. And teaming up with him, I think that would be it would be cool. No yeah, and he that. could do most of the work and carry the match, and you just come in for the hot tag and the pin at That's the end. Uh, question number four. Which one would you rather have, Finn Balor's abs or John Cena's arms? Um, I go with the abs, yeah, because I, that's that's one of the toughest things I found to work on in the gym. So if I could get that in a, in a blink of the eye, yeah, I'll take Finn Balor's abs. <laughs> Every time I see him post something on social media where he's having a beer, I'm like, how can you do that? I drink beer too. Why don't I have abs? But I'm sure his, his workouts and his diet are a lot different than mine outside of a, a, a straight Instagram post. Last question, number five. You get Vince McMahon in a room. He says he will grant you one change to the WWE product. What's the one change that you're going to make? Oh, wow. Um, there's, there's a lot of things, but I'd probably give the answer that a lot of people who watch Monday Night Raw give is to make Raw two hours. Two hours, yeah. Yeah, I, it's, it's – oh, man, three hours of programming. I mean, yeah, the roster is big and they have the brand split and whatnot. But you can find a way to shrink it down a little bit and do – I mean SmackDown does it and it works. I think they could do it with Raw and just make a programming a little more enjoyable and keep fans a little more sane before they freak out over every little – freak out over everything and freak out over the time and whatnot. So yeah, two hours for Raw. I definitely. think that will be a very, very popular answer. Rob, tell people where they can find you and Daily DDT and all the stuff that they want when it comes to their WWE coverage online. Yeah, you, yeah, you can go to DailyDDT.com. Um, we have articles go up there every day, usually about four to five for this weekend. It's probably going to be at least uh, eight to nine per day. Uh, you can follow the, the Twitter handle for the site at FansidedDDT. And you can follow me at RealRobBulky on Twitter. Awesome. Rob, appreciate it, man. Stay on the line. We'll wrap up, but I really uh, thank you for taking the time. Yeah, thanks. I love being on here. That was a good time. All right, guys, thanks to you for listening. Make sure to visit MikeJanella.com. I'll have all of Rob's links that he gave uh, for the social media and for where to catch his stuff in case you missed it. You can also find all previous episodes of the show and information on the great outro music that you're hearing right now. All you wrestling fans, enjoy SummerSlam. If you enjoyed the podcast, make sure to download it, subscribe, rate us, give us a, a nice little rating there on iTunes or wherever else you listen to podcasts. And we'll come back better than ever next time, and I will try and do better next time. See ya!